our hands to the Lord this morning and lift our voice. Come on, let's really give God praise right now. Thank Him for what He's doing in this house today. Hallelujah. Thankful for what you feel in the house of the Lord this morning. Amen. I'm thankful to be able to feel the touch of God in this place. Amen. We are a privileged, privileged people. Amen. There's nothing in this world that I would rather feel than the presence of God. Amen. Thankful for what the Lord is doing already in this service here this morning. Amen. I feel like something good is about to happen. Amen. I feel like something good is on its way. Amen. I feel like something good is already here. Praise the Lord. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Amen. In the house of the Lord is where you're going to find that mercy that's been sung about today. That's been talked about today. Praise the Lord. I'm thankful for the mercy of God. It is by his grace and his mercy that I'm able to stand here before you. Amen. I just want to encourage somebody today. If you're visiting with us, don't look around and see the finished product or the, the product that's further down the road that God's been working on and get discouraged and say, I'll never be like that. I'll never be that polished. Hey, you just grab any one of us and let us tell you. Let us take you down memory lane. Amen. The difference is that God's been working on us just a little bit longer. Amen. But you start rolling back the curtain and looking in the past of some of our life, and you say, wow, you're worse than me. <laughs> Amen. I serve an awesome God. I serve an awesome God. Amen. I, I heard it said one time, if God would roll back the veil and put up everything that everybody had did on the, on the screen or on the wall, everybody would run out of the building. Amen. Either for fear of somebody finding out their past or for fear of who they were sitting next to. Praise the Lord. But the mercy of God covers a multitude of sin. Amen. And I'm thankful today to be a recipient of the mercy of God. Amen. Amen. Thankful to be here this morning. We're going to get into the word of the Lord again. Give honor to your pastor and family in this church. Amen. We'll say more at another service. And just in case I don't come back to it, the, the accoutrements and, and all of the accommodations, the basket baskets, I should say, got one for me and my wife and our children. And uh, they didn't waste any time getting into that. I was still unloading the car. And they're showing me all the stuff. They Thank you to everybody that has a hand in all of that. It has been first class. And we are so thankful to be here, me and my family. And we're looking forward to what the Lord is going to do. Amen. The book of Psalms, chapter number 61. Book of Psalms, chapter 61. We'll also be reading one verse of scripture from Luke, chapter 21. And while you're turning there again, I know it's already been stated. But I want to greet all of our guests here today in the house of the Lord. I get excited when I see guests in the house of the Lord. I, too, at one time in my life was a guest, and I'm so thankful I stayed. Amen. And that will be the best decision next to the decision to come to the house of God. That will be your next best decision is to come back and to keep coming back. Praise the Lord. Amen. So we greet you in the name of the Lord. We pray the Lord richly bless you for being in service with us. Amen. And if it is your first time. Amen. Please come back and hear this good pastor. Don't judge a church on a visiting preacher unless it's really good. And then you can do that. But come back and hear this good man of God preach in the name of the Lord. Psalms chapter 61. Psalms chapter 61. Amen. I feel the Lord has given me a word for this service here this morning. And I want to do my best to deliver my heart to you. Psalm 61 verse 1. Hear my cry, O God. Attend unto my prayer. Has anybody ever prayed? that God would hear you. Amen. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. 
For thou hast been a shelter for me and a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle forever. I will trust in the covert or the covering of thy wings. Selah. Amen. Luke 21 and verse 34, the Bible says, And take heed or take warning to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, so that that day come upon you unaware. Amen. Amen. I feel that the Lord has given me assignment to help somebody in this place this morning, and I know that there is no doubt in my mind that God has stirred the atmosphere and invited us into an intimate moment with him that he could talk to us. Amen. With the help of the Lord, I want to preach on this this morning, the remedy for the overwhelmed. The remedy for the overwhelmed. Would you put your Bibles down and lift your hands toward heaven and pray that God would have his perfect will accomplished in the remaining part of this service. God, we love you. God, we thank you for how beautiful you are, God, the beautiful touch of the Holy Ghost that we feel in this place today. God, we know that there are people that are going to hear this today, God, that need to hear from you. God, you know every life, every heart, every person, every situation that has come into this place today. And God, we know that your word and your spirit are able to reach into this house, God, and minister unlike anybody else can reach, God, you can reach. God, your arm is not short that it cannot reach. God, will you talk to us, minister to us in the house of God today, we pray. In Jesus' name, would you clap your hands to the Lord. God bless you, and you may be seated this morning. Amen. David, the psalmist in Psalm 61, begins to set a precedent upon which I want to launch from here today, and that is this. The writer writes under the inspiration of God. Amen. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. So every time you are reading your Bible, you need to first understand that, yes, you are reading the heartbeat, you are reading the stories, you are reading the testimonies of God's people and the authors that God so choose, but, but there also is something a little deeper and a little higher, amen, in that when you are reading the Word of God, you are reading the heartbeat of God. You are reading the inspiration of God in that God wants you to know that there are people that have faced problems just like you. There are people that have faced trauma and situations and dealt with failure just like you. And he wants you to know that there will come a time in your life, even though we read of David and most of us, if we have any, any understanding of, of, of Christianity or the Bible background, most of us know about David. He is a very familiar, very famous biblical character, and most of us know him as the one that killed Goliath. We know him as the king of Israel. We know him as someone that was a man after God's own heart, and another place calls him a man with a perfect heart with a perfect heart, but the writer shows us that that was not always the case, that there was a time in his life that he had to cry out to God and say, God, hear me. Hear me, God. I need you to hear my prayer because I'm in the middle of a situation right now where I need you to give attention from the ends of the earth while I cry unto you. I may not be where I want to be at this moment. I may not be in the house of God. I may be on the run. The enemy is hot on my trail. Amen. But I know that when my heart is overwhelmed, there is a remedy. I know that even though I'm a child of God and I'm serving God, there's going to come times in my 
my life where life gets heavy, life gets hard, and the cares of life weigh down on me. Amen. But that is not the time to give up. Amen. To throw in the towel and to walk away from the church or walk away from living God or walk away. Thank God for those that have been in here, the new converts. Amen. For one and two years. Let me talk to you today. There's going to be times your heart feels overwhelmed. There's going to be times you feel like you can't make it another day. But hear the psalmist today. When your heart is overwhelmed, there is a remedy. There is a solution. He said, lead me to that rock that is higher than I. Amen. But in the book of Luke, we come to a place of writing, writing about the last days, writing about the days to come. And a few verses prior to what we read, one of the signs of the end time was this, that men's hearts were going to fail them because of fear. Amen. The heart, the spirit of a man, it is the seat of his emotion. It is the storehouse of his feelings, everything that happens to him in life, whether it be good or bad, it passes through the storehouse or the seat of emotion that we reference to the heart. Amen. We're coming up on a very special day called Valentine's Day this coming week. Amen. Traditionally, we celebrate the love of our life. We celebrate our family, our wife, our husband, our spouse. Amen. And that the whole symbol of that, amen, is a heart because it shows us that this is the foundation of emotion, of love. Amen. But the writer says that in the last day, you need to take warning. You need to take heed. You need to be careful. Yes, don't get overcharged and surfeiting and drunkenness and all the things of this world that will cause you to, to miss out on that day that's going to come upon us unaware. But right tucked in, amen, it's easy to come to church, Brother Brock, and hear preaching about sin. It's easy to come to church. And I'm going to tell you, you come to this church, you're going to hear truth preached. Amen. We believe in preaching the word of God. Amen. But it is very traditional that when you come to church, you're going to hear preaching against sin. That is an expected thing. But right there, tucked in under the umbrella of things that are going to plague us in the last days, he said, oh, yeah, be careful of sin. Be careful of unrighteousness. Be careful of getting, amen, drunk on the things of this world. Amen. But right in there, there's a thing called the cares of this life. And he said, if we're not careful, we got to take heed and take warning this morning of the word of God that the cares of life don't intoxicate us to a place where we, we, we just become so overwhelmed that we forget where our help comes from, that we forget where our joy comes from, that we forget where our peace comes from, that we forget where the answer is. Amen. I can remember doing some work in piping and one of the most important things that you install in a piping system, whether it be oil or diesel or fuel, is you've got to have what is called a pressure relief valve because in the heat of the day, amen, that thermal expansion begins to set in and there's a fluctuating, amen, there's, a, there's an unseen pressure of just the existence, of just, it, of just it being in operation and there's got to be a valve there that allows for some room to breathe, allows that piping to blow off some steam and relieve some pressure. Otherwise, it is, amen, it is in danger of exploding and destroying the entire system. Can I tell you this morning that God did not design you to carry the burden of life all by yourself. God did not design you this morning to carry the cares of life all by yourself. But he created a place where you could go and find relief. He created a place where you could go and find hope where there is no hope and peace where there is no peace. And my Bible calls it a peace that passes all understanding. Amen. It's a kind of peace that God can give you that your natural mind cannot understand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Be seated this morning. Amen. I came in this place this weekend, and I, and I normally don't talk about my prayer life while I'm preaching. But I want somebody to know in this house. And I don't do this everywhere. I don't do this in every service. But this weekend, I felt a heaviness in my spirit. Amen. In the evening and in the morning as I came in here and walked the sanctuary praying. And I don't even know why I just felt inspired to do this this morning, early this morning. I began to walk up and down every pew. And I said, God, only you know who's going to be sitting here today. Only you know who's going to be sitting in this spot, in this pew. And I laid my hand across every single pew from the left to the right, the right to the left. I walked up and down and I said, God, I can't do anything for these people. Only you can. I, I, I can give them maybe just a little bit of motivation and temporary relief. But God, only you are the remedy. Only you are the answer. Only you are the one that can help us. Amen. When it seems like there's nowhere else to turn. Amen. Friend, I've come to tell you this morning that there's a danger in our world. Because in the last days we are seeing, amen, the increase of wickedness, the increase of ungodliness, the increase of pressure of life. Amen. And people are feeling more overwhelmed than they've ever felt before. But instead of turning to the church, many people are turning to drugs. Many people are turning to alcohol. Many people are turning to more relationships. And they're pursuing money and they're pursuing success. And it gives them just a little temporary feel good. Amen. But when they realize, when they lay their head on the pillow at night, they realize it was not the answer. It didn't really fix. It wasn't the remedy that they were looking for. Amen. That's why he said, take heed. Lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with the cares of this life. I was reading this and, and, and just out of curiosity I, I looked up the word cares right here Pastor Bradford and I had never seen this before but the original word and the original text and writing of the scripture for the word cares in the scripture is the same word that we use for anxiety is the same word that we, that we use to describe anxiety and pressure and fear and I noted that this word was only mentioned six times in scripture one of those being the scripture that we read in your hearing about not allowing the cares of life to weigh you down and the three other passages of scripture in the parable of the sowers talking about sowing on good ground sowing on amen the stony ground sowing on the thorny ground and in that passage he says in the thorny ground that, that the cares of life are going to choke you out and they're going to choke out the word of God amen the anxiety and the pressure of life amen will cause you to come to church and preaching goes forth and you know that it's for you but if you're not careful you're sitting there thinking about the bills thinking about your problem thinking about your addiction thinking about your, your, your broken family amen and God's word and God's mercy that we've heard about is going forth and it's trying to fall into your spirit and fall into your heart but he said be careful amen that you're not so overweighed and overcharged that you can't receive the word of God into your spirit to lift you up amen the other reference that we use is Paul talking about keeping the cares of the church there's a there's a lot of work that goes in to keeping the church and the final reference that we see brother Peter in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse number 7 he says casting your cares casting casting them but where where am I going to get rid of them where can I get the relief that I'm looking for? Where can I get the deliverance that I'm looking for? Where can I get the liberty that I'm looking for? Amen. My Bible goes on to say that Peter gave us the remedy for the heart that is overwhelmed. He said when you get those cares of life, when the cares are weighing you down, amen, don't hold on to them. God didn't design you to walk this journey alone. But he said cast your cares upon him. Cast your cares upon him because he careth for you. Amen. 
Amen. I don't know if you need to know this this morning, but just in case you do, I'm going to tell you, I serve a God that cares about you. I serve a God that loves you. I serve a God that has not forgotten about you, but yet he knows right where you're at. He knows your situation. He knows your pressure. He knows your failures. He knows your weakness. He knows your inadequacies. He knows your insecurities, and he knows your anxieties and your fear, and he's just waiting. He's waiting to take the load. He's waiting to carry it for you. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. That's why the writer said, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The condition of your life, how, how the issues of life affect you are determined on the condition of your heart. You got to keep it. You got to protect it. You got to do whatever you can to not let it become overpressured. I can remember getting called in the middle of the night. Hey, we got a system. It's not act, acting right. We got we to get you down there and work because if it, if, if it overpressures, it's going gonna, it's gonna to blow up and we're going to have to replace it. Amen. I feel like I'm on that mission here this morning. Amen. You've been looking, you've been looking at all sorts of places. Amen. You've been trying to find some relief. Amen. It's just, just playing in your mind. You feel like you've come to a dark place like the psalmist writes. He says in Psalms 143, oh, Lord, give ear to my supplication. In thy faithfulness answer me, and in thy righteousness, and enter not into judgment with thy servant. For in thy sight shall no man living be justified. For the enemy hath persecuted my soul. He hath smitten my life down to the ground. He hath made me to dwell in darkness as those that have been long dead. Therefore is my spirit overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. Everybody say overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. David said, because of this, I'm overwhelmed within me. And my heart is desolate. It's vacant. It's empty. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all those things, on all those works. I'm used on the work of thy hands. God, I remember what you did yesterday. I remember the miracles of yesterday. But God, right now, today. Today, God, I'm in need. Today, my spirit's overwhelmed. I, I remember what you did in the days of old. But today, I'm feeling the weight of life. I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul thirsteth after thee as a thirsty land. So hear me speedily. Amen. Speedily, God. I'm in a hurry for this answer. I, I don't know if I can make it another day. My spirit faileth. Hide not thy face from me. Has anybody ever felt that way? God, I need you to answer me now. God, don't hide your face from me. I'm in need of an answer right now. Amen. Lest I be like to them that go down into the pit. God, if you don't intervene right now. Amen. I might, I might, I might die. I might end up in the pit of, the, of failure, God. Verse 8. Cause me to hear thy loving kindness in the morning for in thee do I trust cause me to know thy way wherein I should walk for I lift up my soul unto thee deliver me O Lord from mine enemies I flee unto thee to hide me teach me to do thy will for thou art my God thy spirit is good lead me into the land of uprightness amen David got honest with God David got transparent with God amen can I tell you today friend that the best thing you will ever do is get open and honest and transparent before God. Amen. Even us seasoned saints of God, we can come in here feeling so overwhelmed but we don't want pastor to think we're struggling. We don't want the evangelist to think we're struggling. We don't want our brothers and sisters to think that life has got us down. Amen. But friend, this is the only place you're going to find the remedy. Amen. You need to get open and honest before God and say, God, here I am. Here I am, God. I need an answer today. I can't 
can't wait till the next revival. I can't wait till the next 238. I can't wait till the next youth rally. I can't wait till the next preacher. I can't wait till the next service. But God, I need you to move in my life right now. I need an answer right now because God, the weight of the world is on my shoulder. God, I'm in darkness. I'm in darkness, God. And so what did he do? He cried out, lead me. Lead me, God, into thy ways. Lead me, God, to do thy will. Psalms 55, and I'm hurrying along here. Give ear to my prayer. You notice the pattern. It all starts with a prayer of crying out to God. The remedy. The remedy for the overwhelm. It all starts with when I recognize i got to stop right now and turn my attention to him. Give ear to my prayer, O God, and hide not thyself from my supplication. Attend unto me. Hear me. Hear me, God. Hear me in my need. I mourn in my complaint and make noise because of the voice of the enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they cast iniquity upon me, and in wrath they hate me. My heart is sore pain within me. Terrors of death are falling upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. You feel, you feel the writer expressing his feelings, being open with God, being transparent with God. God, I'm dealing with fear. I'm dealing with anxiety. I'm dealing with depression and oppression. I'm dealing with the cares of life. And God, I've got to a place where my spirit has overwhelmed me. But listen to what the writer says in verse 6. And I said, oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then I would fly away, amen, and be at rest. Lo, that I would wander far off and remain in the wilderness, amen. I read that this morning and I thought my God that's what we're dealing with in the church amen the mentality that the devil wants you to have is when the weight of the world comes comes crashing down and the weight of your decisions and the pressure of life amen amen it's in people to say I just want to run away I just want to fly away if I could just get in my car and leave everything would be alright if I could just get in my car or get on a jet and fly somewhere and abandon it all leave it all behind leave the family leave the church Leave everything. And maybe I might find rest. The devil's lying to you. If I could just fly away. If I could just run away. If I could just escape the noise. So we live in a generation where people walk around with AirPods in and headphones on. <coughs> escape the noise. Escape the drama. Escape the pressure. Escape the, the feeling of, of not being good enough. Clinical studies show that this generation deals with depression and anxiety more than any other amen, generation that has ever lived. But hey, I've come to tell you it exists in every generation because we're reading about it in the Bible this morning about the cares and the pressure and the weight of life. Amen. But your answer is not running away. Your answer is not abandoning ship. Your answer is not fleeing. But your answer is lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me to the rock. 
God, turn my attention back to you. Don't turn it to drugs. Don't turn it to alcohol. Don't turn it to another relationship. Don't turn it to running away. Turn it to God. Turn it to God. Turn it to God. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Psalm 77. Just give me a few more minutes. Again, I cried unto the Lord with my voice. Even unto God with my voice. And he gave ear unto me. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My soul ran in the night and ceased. My soul refused to be comforted. Amen. I'm not picking on any of these men here today, but I'm just using them as an example to the visitors. This problem is here too. The pressure is here too. I got any seasoned saints of God? Sister King, where you at? God bless you. Thank you for praying. She told me she's praying for us today. How long have you been in church, Sister King? 31 years. Thank you, Jesus. Did the pressure just go away? Sometimes it gets hard. But you know what helps with dealing with the pressure? When you have a remedy readily accessible. Always in, always in your hands. Why do you think David could write, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Amen. It's not that we're preaching to you this morning that we got some, some mystical belief that, that we can do away with all your pressure and it's never going to be there. Amen. No, no. I'm telling you that the way we live, amen, it's a way to give you a remedy in your life that when the cares of life come, that when the pressure comes, you don't have to turn to what you used to turn to that didn't fix it, didn't help it, but most of the time made it worse. Amen. Most of the time made you more miserable, made you wake up out of your mind, made you wake up hungover, waking up not knowing where you're at. Waking up sicker than a dog. Waking up with regret and condemnation and feeling guilty of what you did. Baby, when you come to church, not only will you feel, amen, not only will you leave feeling better, but when you wake up the next day, there's no guilt, there's no shame, but there's just anticipation. When can I go again? When can I get some more? When can I pray again? When can I go to the altar again? When can I worship God again? When can I hear preaching again? That's the remedy for the overwhelm. Leave me to the rock that is higher than I. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord. He said, my soul refused to be comforted. I remembered. I remembered God. I remembered where my help came from. I remembered in my distress, in my trial, in my bondage, in my weakness, in my state of being overwhelmed. It just took one moment of remembering, remembering where my help comes from. He said, I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Thou holdest mine eyes waking. I am so troubled that I cannot speak. I'm so, I'm so overwhelmed. I can't be comforted by my friends and family. I'm so overwhelmed that I don't even have the words to say. But if I can remember God, if I can remember God. Jonah chapter 2, and I know I'm reading a lot of scriptures here today, but I felt that I needed to do this this morning. And he said, I cried 
by reason of mine affliction. Now, for those of you that don't know the story of Jonah, this is the part where he is inside the belly of a great big old fish because of a mistake that he made running from the call of God. And he said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord, and he heard me out of the belly of hell, cried I. And thou heardest my voice, for thou hadst cast me into the deep in the midst of the sea. Now remember what I said about the inspiration of the writer. I want you to hear, I want you to put your mind in the story this morning as he begins to write. And he says, I'm in the midst of the sea. The floods have compassed me about and all thy billows and thy waves. Amen, this is not a pleasant, amen, this is not a pleasant experience. All thy billows and thy waves have passed over me. And then I said, I am cast out of thy sight. Amen. Nobody wants to be out of the sight of God. But in that middle of that moment, he said, yet I will look again toward thy holy temple. He said, the waters come past me about even to the soul. Amen. The depth closed me round about. The weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the bottom of the mountains. The earth with her bars was about me forever. He was feeling the weight of his decision. He was feeling being barred in, being captive. Amen. Has anybody ever felt that emotionally? Like you were being tossed to and fro and the waves of life. Like you couldn't come up for air. Couldn't come up for a breath. And the seaweed of life began to wrap you around. But oh, thank God Jonah remembered. Thank God Jonah remembered where his answer was. Where his remedy was. And by verse number 7 says, when my soul fainted within me. Otherwise, when I was overwhelmed. I remembered the Lord and my prayer came in unto me and into thy holy temple. He said, I haven't gone too far and I haven't gone too low and I haven't gone too deep that if I'll just remember God and cry out in prayer that God won't reach down just like the mercy that God won't reach down into the depths of the world and pull me out. Music, come help me. Almost done. I'm overwhelmed, preacher. I'm overwhelmed. Can I preach to somebody that's had the Holy Ghost 20, 30, 40 years? Amen. It's not a sin that you've got overwhelmed. You just need to remember. You just need to remember. Amen. I know sometimes we get lost in the shuffle. Amen. And, and thank God for the new ones coming in. And I'm preaching to you too. Amen. But sometimes we get lost in the shuffle and think we've been just coming to church for so long. We don't want to. We don't want to cause the church any problems. We don't want to cause God any problems. We don't want to cause. Amen. The pastor any any troubles. Amen. But but beware in the last day. Take heed to what I'm preaching to you right now. Unless your heart be overcharged and overwhelmed with the cares of this life and all the years of living for God be in vain. But hear the warning. Hear the cry of God that He cares. He knows where you're at and he wants to lift you up and he wants to encourage you and he wants to strengthen you and he wants to baptize you with a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. But you've got to remember, you've got to remember, lead me to the rock. That is higher than I. You know what he's saying, Brother Brock? He said, lead me to the place that is beyond me. That is, it's higher than I can reach. It's a place that I can't. 
I can't get there on my own. God, lead me to the place. And whether the writer was referring to the church, the temple, the house of God, or God himself, he was saying there's a place that I can't get to all by myself when I'm in this condition. But I've got to cry out for some help. I've got to cry out for some help. Listen. let him lead you. You gotta let him find you. You gotta let him grab your hand. I'm gonna help somebody right now, okay? Whether you've been here, you're brand new, you're visiting with us, God bless you. Or it's been 20, 30 years you've now come here. Let me, let me, let me help you something. You see this place right here? We, we, I'm just, this is my opinion. We in, in Pentecost have done this place right here a disservice. We've made this place intimidating. We've made the altar a scary place. We've made the altar a place only for sinners. But sometimes, this old boy right here, sister, I got to drag myself to the house of God. And I say, lead me back to that old altar. Lead me back to that place. I found strength. Lead me back to that place when I was in the middle of, the, of a hailstorm in my life, Pastor Bradford, and I had nowhere else to turn. And I almost turned to the world. I almost turned to the same things that all my friends turned to. But I said, God, if I can get anchored to the place where the remedy's at, amen, that I can stay in church. And I don't have time to tell you all the details and all the things that I went through in my life. But you know because you're living it yourself. Amen. But every time I come to church, amen, amen, say, see, season, saint of God, don't sit there in your pew and go, oh man, I'm going to go to that altar and pray, but what are they going to think about me? They're going to think I messed up. They're going to think I sinned. No, we're going to understand that sometimes you don't need to repent. Sometimes you just need to get back to the rock from where your help comes from. Sometimes you just need to get back in the atmosphere where there is a lifting up. There is a lifting up. My Bible says when men are cast down, there is a lifting up. Will you let the Holy Ghost lead you right now? Come on, there's those that are already letting God grab their hand and take them down to the altar. Come on, precious saint of God. It's the end time. We got to finish this race. Come on, don't, don't let the, the cares of this life weigh you down. Come on, don't let bills take you to hell. Don't, don't let the stress on your marriage cause you to run away, run to him. Don't let the pressure of life cause you to leave this place, amen, without responding to God. Amen, but when, you're pre when your marriage is feeling pressure, when you're feeling pressure as a mom or as a dad, when you're feeling pressure, amen, run to 
the rock. Run to the altar. Run to the church house and say, preacher, preach to me again. Amen. Saint of God, pray with me again. Can we read the Bible one more time? Lead me to that place that I can't get to by myself. I invite you to come and pray with us. I invite you to come and lift up your hands or kneel at this altar and say, God, I want to live for you. I want to serve you with all of my heart. But right now, I'm feeling overweighed and overwhelmed. Come on, there's help for you. There's help for you in the house of God. I who is the author and the finisher of our faith. We're going to run to him because he's the only remedy. He's the only remedy that works. I The chastisement of our peace was upon him. He can carry it. He can carry the load of your pressure. He can carry the load of your failure. But you've got to cast it upon him. You've got to let him have it. Surrender it to him today. So oh. 
Take my fear, take my life, I surrender. 